Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Dobbenmeyer. Uh, what's that old song I used to sing all the time? Something's happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. It's a man with a gun over there telling me I got to be where something going on, man. I can feel it in my fingers. I can feel it in my toes. That was a rock song too, wasn't it? I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Remember that? Folks, we're, we are, we're on the verge of victory if we would ever understand that there is such a thing as victory. I'm convinced that our team is so conditioned to lose that we can't even realize when the other team has fumbled, when the other team has thrown an interception, when they've jumped off sides, when they've grabbed a face mask, when they've done unnecessary roughing, when they, I'm telling you, we are, we are so winning this fight to the point that if we would ever get our team to go for the throat, go for the juggler, you know what I'm talking about? If we would ever do that, this thing this entire thing that we're looking at here in America, in the world, really, is built on lies. It's built on lies. I got a powerful commentary coming out tomorrow. I, I wrote it uh, yesterday. I was going to read it today, but I said, no, I held back on it. And it's based on um, the devil made me do it. You guys, remember who's, you guys remember who made that popular in the 1970s? The devil made me do it. Anybody remember Flip any of the old folks? Flip Wilson. Flip Wilson. But see, the devil didn't make you do it. The devil didn't make you do it. He influenced you to do it, but he didn't make you do it. So it's easy for us to blame everything on the devil when the Bible tells us that all power has been given unto us, both in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore, teach him to observe all I've commanded you. I don't, I don't, for the life of me, can't understand why we can't get this right. Why our church leaders, why our pastors can't understand this. But we have power. We have victory, not in the here and now, not no, right now, right now. Folks, what good is a faith if it's only good in the future? What good is it? If it's not good in the here and now, if we can't literally say into this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and go out and make that mountain be removed, then what good's our faith? The Bible tells us that faith without works is dead. Dead faith. That's another one I wrote a few years ago. Dead faith. That's what we're operating on in America. And everywhere you look, I'm going to tell you something. The power of the left has always been their common unity. They never criticize one another, ever. They never criticize. They're always on the same page. You don't see the, you don't see the homosexuals uh, arguing with the feminists. You don't see the feminists arguing. You just, it does not happen on the left. And folks, it is beginning to implode everywhere we look. But we can't see it. Or if we do see it, we're, again, we're so convinced we're going to lose that we won't, uh, we won't grab a javelin or whatever and run, run towards the battle. Got a lot going on. Have the event going on tonight with Dr. Terry Midday. Yes, we do have a few tickets left. I don't know if you guys, I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to try to be nice here. You guys don't even understand who Dr. Sherry Midday is. And you don't even understand the truth that she is going to bring. I, I mean, I, I said yesterday, anybody, anybody needs to go let me know, let me know. And I heard from, you know, I heard from, 10, 11 people want to want to go. You would think, see, if it was Mick Jagger, people would be standing up for miles to come and hear it. If it was uh, uh, T.D. Jakes, my goodness, my phone would be ringing off the hook. But we're bringing tonight, look, I'm not whining. I'm not complaining. I'm not begging anybody to come. I just can't. I can't believe it. When I said yesterday, hey, I got free tickets, I, 
I thought I I didn't know how I was going to handle the onslaught. I I, I don't get I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it because you're going to get equipped. We're going to get equipped tonight. We're going from Paul Goslin tonight, and we're going to hear from Terry Madey, one of the frontline doctors, who's going to give you ammunition on all this stuff that's going on around and. Well, hey, I still got some still got some tickets left. I'm looking forward to it. Got a full day ahead for it. You know, I went to bed last night about 7:30 again. I've been I've been going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. It's what the it's what the Holy Spirit's doing to me because it's man, that's that that quiet time that I get in the morning is uh shoo. You can't you can't measure it. I want to real quickly again acknowledge my wife, give thanks to my wife. We had a party here last night. All of my grandchildren are here, and I'm sitting there. And I'm, I'm looking around. Well, little Scarlet didn't make it. But I'm, I'm sitting around. I'm looking and saying, Lord, you are so good. How, how did my, of all the times in my life, I don't know if anybody else out there, this is just for me. Hang on a second. I don't know if there's ever been a better, I don't know if there's ever been a better time in my life than right now. To sit around and see the fruit of the womb. I looked at Michelle last night. All of our grandkids around, they were going crazy. And I looked over at Michelle and said, see what, see what we started. And she just kind of looked at me and smiled. It's it's unbelievable, folks. It's unbelievable. And we got to get our own head out of our own whatevers and understand the war that is being raged for the heart and mind and soul of those little those little grandchildren. We just we got to go all in, and we're not all in. We're not all in, and we're winning, and don't even realize we are. We're winning, but see that goes against our theology, doesn't it? What would happen if we really won now? What about all those late great planet Earth books? And what about all the prophecies that we're going to be? What would happen then if all of a sudden the devil got thrown on his head? What would happen? See, I call it a sin of presumption. Presumption. In fact, the Bible talks about it, I think, such things as sin of presumption to assume or presume that the Lord's just going to automatically do something, to sit around on our butts thinking we're going to win in the end without winning at all now, without having to fight now. It's tomfoolery. It doesn't even make sense. And if you just open your eyes and look around, i got some stuff to show you today. Open your eyes and look around. You're going to see we're winning right now. (laughs) The left is falling apart right in front of us. Right in front of us. And who doesn't get it? The churches don't get it. The pastors don't get it. They still won't engage in the fight. They still won't engage in the fight. That room tonight with Dr. Kerry Madey. Oh, I'll turn my sound off here. With Dr. Kerry Madey, it'll be booked. It'll be filled with pastors. <laughs> we all have pastors coming in here. Oh, no, we can't because they're off in some prophecy conference probably. Oh, come on in, Myra. You probably just want to pray for us this morning. Lord knows we probably need it. Come on in. Good morning, saints. Good to see you. I want to start talking about victory. Yes, ma'am. We're winning. Um, Yes. Uh, 2 Corinthians 2.14. But thanks be to God who always lead us in triumph in Christ and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him and every praise. Thank you, God, Father, for a brand new day. We give you praise and glory. The people in this huddle loves you very much. And I ask for your grace, joy, and faith to fall on us. We rebuke the devil, and I release heaven in all of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. The devil's only weapon, the devil's only weapon is deception, folks. That is his only weapon. His only weapon is deception. Do you understand that? You understand that when the when the devil first shows up in the scene, this is in a commentary that I wrote yesterday, by the way. The first you got anybody know what the first question ever asked in the Bible was? Anybody know? Anybody know what the first question was? Huh? Anybody know? Did God really say? Did God really say? So, so the devil shows up, and what's the first thing he does? He comes and he plants doubt. First time he shows up, <laughs> he says to Eve, "You love to eat out of the garden." Blah 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 blah. blah. And she and uh, 
uh, when I'm looking at it right, it's Genesis 3. Did God really say? Is that really what the Lord said? And that's been the battle ever since on did the Lord really say it and will you obey it? Did he say it and will you obey it? And the answer to it, the, the honest answer is, we don't know if he really said it and we're probably not going to obey it. And that's why we end up in the mess we're in. When he said to us, go ye into all the world, teach them to observe all I've commanded you, we didn't believe it and we didn't do it. We didn't believe it, and we didn't do it. And we wake up today, and the world's a mess. We say, what's going on? Get us out of here, Lord. Come and get us, Lord. The devil's way too strong for us. But his son said when he died on the cross, all power is given unto me, both in heaven and earth. You go and teach him to observe everything I've commanded you to do. And I'll be with you always until the end of the earth. We haven't done it. We haven't done it. And because we haven't done it, because we've been, we, because we have been failures, we want to change the Lord's plan. And we want to look for a way that we can win without us having to put any skin in the game. And so we say, well, I know how it is. We'll just get raptured out of here. That's how it is. We'll, we'll win that way. Now, I'm not against a rapture. I pray there's a rapture. But I know a lot of people, I can, I can name seven, maybe eight right now, who died recently without seeing a rapture. I saw seven of them, bang, 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 dead without a rapture. And the chances are pretty good that those of you who are watching here today, you're going to die before you get raptured. I'm sorry. Just telling you the truth, boys and girls. Just telling you the truth. Is there a rapture? There may be. But I'd be willing to bet your house against my house that you'll die before rapture. Anybody want to take that bet? Anybody want to take that bet? So therefore, if there are if what happens in the world was dependent on what you do and I do, we're in a world of hurt, aren't we? We are in a world of hurt. If we're waiting for God to supernaturally intervene, we're in a world of hurt. Because you know what? Just like I would say to my own son or my own daughter or my own grandchild, if they broke their tool toy, I'm going to first say to them, well, you didn't operate it properly. If you had done what I told you to do with it, that wouldn't have happened. And so you're just going to have to wait a little while before Grandpa can buy you another one. Sit in your poop. And could it be that we're sitting in our poop because the Lord's looking down at us saying, it! I told you what to do. Told you what to do and you wouldn't do it. And now you come along begging, crying, praying for me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. He says, I don't want you to be sacrificing. I don't want you to be, I don't want you to be doing all these special things for me. Just do what I said you to, told you to do. Would you just do that? Would you just do what I told you to do? And we won't. We won't. We refuse to. The devil made me do it. That's what it done. I feel this today. I feel this today. Uh all right, I got I got good stuff for you. Come on, let me get let me get rolling out of the box here. Come on in, Joe Allen. I'm gonna let you come in here first. You open us up this morning, then Larry, then Jeff. Look at Coach. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on a minute. But I'm not gonna let you guys go all day because I got something I want to talk about. I didn't get to yesterday. Go ahead, Joe. Just look at the expression and the anxiousness on Coach's face. You got Biden and Pelosi putting a bill together for non-sanctioned speech is terrorism. Do you see time as the essence? Well, Joe, not only that, they didn't get elected, and it doesn't make anybody mad. It doesn't make us mad. They're destroying everything around us, and nobody gets mad. Nobody. Non, uh, non-sanctioned speech is terrorism. Yep. That's a bill that's about to go down. Some of you need to go back and read 1984. From George Orwell. Some of you need to go back and read it. You gotta go back and read it because it's happening right in front of us. Oh Lord, take us out of here. Lord, oh please, Jesus, come quickly. Yeah, you come on in, Jeff. Coach, six months of school board meetings in four different cities. It hit the fan this week. Now we got it was on the news. A school bus driver shoved a second grader into a seat at East North. It is there. And it sounds screwy. They won't let the parents watch the video on the school bus because right. of privacy stuff. And then they didn't they didn't get rid of the school bus driver. They didn't even give me any time off. They're still on the job. So these parents are gonna flood this place this well, call the pastors, Jeff. Call the pastors. Get the pastors out there and bring your congregations, right? 
I the told them last can't. night. The pastors won't even be there. There won't be a one. No, 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 no. They won't get involved. They won't get involved. Larry, come on in and deal. Hey, you ain't calming me down today. I'm not in a calm down mood. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, Coach, I'm, I'm going to work on that calm down mood just a second here. Please do not take this as criticism. Take this as, as, as opportunity to, to instruct. You know, a while ago, a few minutes ago, you said, well, I pray there is a rapture. You said it right after saying you didn't know if there was a rapture. Now, what is what makes us want to pray for something that we don't know about when we're instructed to pray for God? God, if there's a rapture, fine. If there's not a rapture, fine. But don't go around telling people you're praying for a rapture. You're giving. I'm not praying, Larry. Tongue. That's tongue in cheek. That's tongue. I ain't praying for a rapture. I ain't praying for no rapture. Huh? Not praying for one. I want to win now. I want to win now. If there is a rapture, I'm on the first bus load out. That's my point. I'm not sitting there praying to be raptured out of here. I never, never those words. I, I understand, Larry. I'm not taking it wrong. Those words have never come out of my mouth. I've never in my life prayed to be evacuated out of here. Never, not once, not once, not once have I ever done that. Dale, come on in, brother. I want to come back and throw some fuel on that Holy Ghost fire. When you talked about your child, that gift you gave him, and if he doesn't operate it, it breaks, right? But how about this one? You know, I know, them kids play with those gifts for a little bit, then they stick them in their closet, right? They don't use them, and we pull them out, and we sell them or give them to somebody else. David wrote in Psalms, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. It is a gift from God. The church has has, has failed to use the power of the Holy Spirit anymore. They've stuck it in the closet and God is about to take it away from some to give it to others. This is the fire of the Holy Spirit to move and to manifest his glory, to bind up the brokenhearted and to cast devils out. Amen, brother. Amen. It's like being on a football player and the Lord giving you shoulder pads and you're not using them. Not yet. It's the exact same thing. He's given us weapons. Weapons are warfare, not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And we don't even know that there's a war, let alone know what our weapons are, let alone how to operate in them, let alone do we even believe in them. I'm just telling you the truth. And the, the, the devil goes around unopposed. It's like, it's like unbelievable. Now, we, we see, we want to win this war politically. We're not going to win the war politically. Folks, that isn't how this war is going to be won. Some of you people believe, say, well, I spend three hours a day in my in our prayer closet. Well, God bless you. How much time do you spend on the phone calling people? How much time do you spend on the time going to school board meetings? How much time do you spend organizing people who will be a block, a, a voting block, a whatever, an influencing group to make a difference? How much time do you spend doing that? Because if all you're doing is praying, you're praying for a miracle, in my opinion. All right? This is where I live my life. I think uh, I think the Lord gave us free will for a reason. I think he I think he blesses action. I believe he blesses faith, and I believe faith is in fact demonstrated through what we do. I'm going to say that again. Your faith is demonstrated by what you do, not what you say, by what you do. That's where we know what really matters to you. And we're looking out across America, and little moms and pops are making a big difference everywhere you look. Little heroes are bouncing up. God has got more Davids out there than we can even understand. But we get we don't have the money. we ain't got the right mindset. We don't we don't think we're gonna win. Huh? We don't think we're gonna win. Okay, I'm gonna show this. Pull the first thing up there for me uh, this morning, Hunter. It is Hunter, isn't it? Spencer. So I get I get people mixed up. The very last thing I sent you, it says, OJ just sent it. Watch to understand hospitals and COVID. Look, look, let me ask you this. What's the government doing with your money? Does, Does it matter to you? If you give money to your children and they go out and spend it on crack, do you keep giving them money? Is there any accountability at all for what these Luciferians, I'm just telling it like it is, do with our money? And they continue to take more and more and more and more of it, more of it. And you go to work every day, and sometimes you can't even meet your bills. And they're taking money, and they're giving it to illegal immigrants, and they're giving it, they're giving it to hospital. Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? 
be sitting down? Because, I, I, you know, you say the church isn't supposed to get involved, involved in politics. Well, is the church supposed to get involved with thievery? Church supposed to be involved with thievery. If if somebody comes and breaks into your house and steals everything you have, would you expect your your church to come and help you defend it, do something about it? I, I would. I don't know if they would or not, but yeah, I would. And so the American people are being robbed from, and we don't even care. Women have to leave their babies in childcare and go to work just to pay bills, so that the government can blow our money. Print it, print it, just print it. We comply, we comply, and we comply because it's a system of what? Coercion. It's bullying. It's a system based on fear. It's a system based on threat, just like, folks, just like taking a vaccine. Can't you, can't you, can't you understand? The, can't you see the kings of this earth? Can't you see them, what they're doing to us? Can't you see how they're manipulating? Can't you see how we have the facade of liberty? What we just heard, right? We're going to limit speech. Uh, what's what's their name? GoFundMe. GoFundMe goes out and raises nine million dollars and thinks they can spend it however they want to. Facebook doesn't give you an opportunity to speak. You get three minutes at a school board meeting, and we we have this. It's it's all controlled by money. Are you guys sitting down? OJ sent me this today. It's a minute fifty six. It's from Doctor Peterson Pierre, MD, on exactly what the heck's going on in our hospitals. Go ahead and play it. So the current situation is this. If you have COVID and you end up in the hospital, you're put on a rigid protocol and there is high mortality rate in the hospital and your family is kept in the dark as to what's happening. So what's going on here? Number one, the CARES Act is providing bonus payments to hospitals whenever you have a diagnosis of COVID. And then number two, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services is waiving patient rights. This is a deadly combination. So here's what happens. You get a payment because you offer a free COVID test in the emergency room. You get a boost payment if you have a diagnosis of COVID. Number three, you get another bonus payment if you are admitted with COVID. Number four, you get another bonus payment if you're put on remdesivir. Number five, another bonus payment if you're put on a mechanical ventilator. Number six, another 20% bonus if the diagnosis on your death certificate says COVID, even though you may not have died from COVID. And then number seven, there's bonus payments to coroners. Do you understand the gravity of what's happening right now? The Biden administration is literally paying hospitals to kill you. That's what's happening. This is terrible. We need to stop that. These are real human lives we're talking about. They're priceless. It's estimated at about $100,000 per patient is what the hospital is getting. Think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, the real news of right now continues. So where are they getting the money? <clears throat> where are they getting the money? $100,000 per COVID patient. Per, I guess COVID patient that ends up dying. So they have an incentive to see you die, not see you lift. You understand? Come on, folks. Come on. Now, whose plan would that be? Would that be the plan from the Lord? Or would that be the plan from Lucifer? And so would the solution to this problem be we all get evacuated out of here? Would that be the solution to it? Somehow that, somehow that doesn't make sense to me. Let me show you another one. Spencer, pull this up here. Insurance won't pay. You ready, friends? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Insurance won't pay. So what do you mean, coach? Well, insurance, life insurance companies refuse to pay out life insurance policy because death was from an experimented COVID-19 vaccination. And what are they going to say? You took an experimental vaccine and you didn't have to. A French family sued the French court, and here's what the court ruled. So let's scroll down, Spence, <clears throat> please. <clears throat> the side effects of the experimental vaccine are being made public, and the deceased could not claim ignorance when he voluntarily took the vaccine. There's no law or mandate in France forcing him to be vaccinated. Therefore, his death is essentially suicide. 
The court recognizes the classification of the insurer, which legally regards participation in the phase three experiment, which has not been proven to be harmless as a voluntary assumption of a fatal risk not covered by the contract. Given the side effects announced, including death, covered and legally recognized as suicide, the family has appealed. However, the insurer's defense is recognized as a valid and contractually justifiable since this publicly known risk of death is legally considered suicide since the customer has long been notified and has agreed to voluntarily risk death without being obliged or coerced to do so. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm on it today. Are you ready for this? I got, listen, I got another one. I got another one. I'm going to lay on your lap. You're not going to be able to take it. Hey, Spencer, go down and pull up, uh, uh, pull up the 2012 Olympics. Oh, yeah. No, I haven't watched the Olympics. No, I couldn't care less about the Olympics. But do you believe at all in what do they call that? Predictive programming. There's something really weird about the devilish left, the Luciferian left, who knows why. But for some reason, they have to tell us what they're going to do before they do it. It's like an honor system, although there's certainly no honor with the devil. But it's part of what they do. Spencer, if you can, play this at about the 1.5 speed. Now, friends, I want you to know this. This wasn't this video you're about to watch wasn't just something somebody juiced together. I actually this morning went back after I saw this video. I went back and I went ran through the um, opening night Olympic in 2012. It's three hours and 49 minutes if you want to see the actual video of the opening ceremonies of the, of the Olympics, okay? But I went back and said, ah, oh, this guy made this up. This, this can't be true. And lo and behold, I go back and everything in this video appeared in the opening ceremonies of the 2012 Olympics. Go ahead and play it, Spence. The future is written into the history of the corona pandemic. The future's uh, the coronavirus pandemic has been in the making for years. Predictive programming at the 2012 London Olympics opening ceremony will prove that. COVID-19. Watch this. Folks, I'm sorry if you can't see it. There's no dialogue. The stadium looks like a big bug. Wake up, it says. Again, I'm sorry if you're just listening by phone. Watch the show. Are you ready? You guys sitting down? There's a guy coming with a needle, a dark trigger needle. There's nurses dancing with masks on. 2012. There's a stadium. Now this video of these women, that was not from this, that was not from the Olympics. Nurses, hospital beds. A TikTok video, this is not from the halftime show. Stadium again, looking like a spike protein. There it is. The devil always tells us what he's going to do. You can pull it off there, Spence. You can pull it off there. Say, Coach, you're crazy. Am I? Am I crazy? Am I crazy? Huh? Come on in, Jerry. I think it's Jerry. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, everybody. I just want to point out the uh, dark aspects of what they've done in court there. When they classified um, people as suicide, 
from the devil's perspective, I guess it would be like now everyone who's taking the shots committed suicide. We don't That's right. That's what they're ruling, Jerry. That's what they're ruling. Yep. And the insurance companies have just made billions on the backs of death. Amen, brother. That's where we are. Roger, come on in. Well, I was, I was just going to say our weakness has been revealed and it's greed. I think of China buying off the politicians, buying off the business people, the hospitals, <laughs> money for doing things. It's greed. It is greed is the, it was the Achilles heel all the time. It, yes, sir. Uh, it was the idea of money and greed. And that has surfaced to me as the Achilles tendon heel for our country. And we're seeing it now. Um, we're supporting an Olympics in a country that kills people for organs. We are supporting an Olympics that has concentration camps and puts people in it to re-educate them. And it's all because of greed. The NBA turns their head because they want to sell shoes in China. Amen. It is all greed. Love of money is the root of all evil. Larry. Amen, brother. Yeah, and Roger, just piggybacking on what you just said, yesterday I heard a, a documentary on the movie industry. MGM made a movie, and China was the protagonist, was the bad guy. China ended up invading uh, the United States after economic and social and all that kind of invasion. It actually invaded it with, with, with troops, like kind of like uh, Red Dawn back years ago. But the movie industry was told by China that they would pay a price if they released that movie anywhere around the world. So they spent over $10 million redoing parts of the script so they made the bad guys North Korea. Mm, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hey, 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 hey. Okay, so hang on here. here hang on there. We're all grown-ups, right? Spencer, pull up Bill Maher and go to the four-minute and ten-second. Because I'm telling you, friends, Look, are you looking at me? We're winning. The left is imploding. Right in front of us, they are imploding, and we don't recognize it. Now, here is Bill Maher. I had a discussion with my son last night, and he pointed out something that was pretty clear. He says, Dad, Bill Maher is not a lefty. Bill Maher still has some common sense. Bill Maher is what we used to call a liberal, okay? And, and I got thinking about it, and you know he's right. But friends, look what's happening on the left. Are you ready? You sitting down? Bill Maher, the icon on the left. We're winning. Go ahead, play it, Spence. And announce we're going back to something more like normal, beginning with recognizing that what we're doing to kids is unnecessary and horrible, and I don't even like kids. <laughs> But making kids who have a COVID survivability rate of 99.98% mask up like bandits, unfortunately, the thing that's getting stolen is their education, their sanity, and their social skills. A study this week from a professor at Johns Hopkins concluded that the lockdowns we all suffered through had little impact in reducing COVID deaths. Okay, that's kind of a big one to get wrong. Last July, President Biden said, you're not going to get COVID if you have these vaccinations. Well, I already knew that was wrong then, and now we all do. The former director of the CDC, Robert Redfield, believes COVID originated in a lab. And now our intelligence agencies agree it might have. But for months on social media, it was banned to even discuss it. Look, I'm not saying the medical establishment isn't trying to figure shit out or that they're corrupt, although there is some of that. (laughs) But... But how about just wrong? Wrong a lot. Wrong about HIV, wrong about lockdowns, wrong about kids, wrong about how you couldn't get it if you were vaccinated. Remember washing our packages? And there's never been any research showing that outdoor transmission is likely or common, yet L.A. County says we're still supposed to mask up for big outdoor events, like we'll be at the Super Bowl. Well, (laughs) supposed to. It's all theater, watching athletes mix it up on the court and then mask on the sideline. 
not being able to touch a menu, but watching them touch my food. <laughs> Maskless at dinner while sitting but not standing. And by the way, if Applebee's really cared about our health, they would make us cover our mouths after the food arrived. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm just asking, how much wrong do you get to be while still holding the default setting for people who represent the science? Eat eggs, then don't, then do. Take aspirin, then don't, then do. The food pyramid. Really? Bread and milk every day? Okay, you do you. Okay, you can cut it off. It goes on. The point is this, folks. When they lose Bill Maher, they're losing. Do you understand it? Do you understand? Do you see what's going on at CNN? Do you, do you see it? Do you see how not only are they, are they being unveiled as having a bunch of homos and perverts working for them, not only that, that their ratings have tanked. Do you see it? Don't you see that we're winning? But we don't have the mindset that we're going to win and we're going to win now. We ought to be doubling down. We ought to be driving home. We ought to be spiking the football. We're winning. I can show. I got four more videos I could show you. That we're winning. The left is turning on the left. They are eating each other. When the ship begins to go down, the rats are the first ones to leave the ship. We're seeing it right in front of us. Boom, man. We don't even recognize it. Come on in, Randy. Yeah, Coach, I, I love these videos, but I don't need them. I, I don't need to see them. I knew over a year ago we were going to win, and I, and I haven't backed up. But, Coach, look, Bill Maher sees them losing the narrative. He knows they've he lost. He wants to be on the front end of one of the heroes. Yes, sir. He wants see, to be out front of it. Yes, sir. There's going to be many to follow him because they want to lose. They want to retain re, or keep just a little bit of credibility because all the rest of them that write it to the end will lose it all. They will never come back. He wants to have a little show when they come back. That's all it is. Hey, hey, uh, brother, he says he's positioning himself properly. By the way, Joe Scarborough and his girlfriend, Mika, they turned this week as well. Morning, Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And Randy's right, see. They're positioning themselves. They're getting out in front of what they know is a wave coming like America has never seen. Clay, come on in. I think this is a, a extremely serious situation we're dealing with with these kids having to social distance and wear a mask and especially getting vaccinated. And Why we don't care? We don't care, Clay. Jesus is coming. Go ahead. Right. Well, what they're doing with their to the psychology of these kids? I mean, if the parents won't stand up and protect their child from this, then what's that child going to do when they grow up and their parents are sixty years old and they say that uh, you need to, you need to go in a nursing home or you need to be put on a ventilator or get euthanized or something and Are they going to stand up for you? Well, Clay, it's like somebody said to me the other day, we didn't stay up for the pre-born. Are we going to expect our children to stand up for us? Are we really? We didn't didn't stand up for a whole generation of little dead Americans. A whole generation we didn't stand up for. And who are they coming now? Because the statistics show, without a shadow of a doubt, it's killing old people. Old people. are Are you listening to me? Old people are the ones that are dying. Old people. Come on in, Jeff. Get J- get JP ready for me, Spencer, if you will. Go ahead, Jeff. Coach, in the last five or six months in these school board meetings, all this masking and social distance, and then they got to isolate, and then they, when they come back, they got to wear the mask, doing all the videotaping the kids. I've noticed this. The last two months in school board meetings, now it's all about mental awareness, the psychology of kids, the social kids. Kids are having problems and issues. Now they got all these programs they're wanting to put in. If you would see them, they're disgusting. But now the parents aren't even in the meeting to see what they're doing with this mental awareness. That's all they talk about. So, Jeff, we talk about a country and we talk about an American government that says it's okay to slaughter unborn children and then believe that they have our best interests at heart. Folks, you understand how many little taxpayers we've killed? Hey, 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 listen. It wasn't all poor black people in the inner city that are getting murdered. No, no, sorry. 
Sorry, even though Margaret Sanger started Planned Parenthood to do away with the useless eaters. That was her goal. No, no, no. It's suburban girls. It's suburban college girls who are killing their babies. It's middle class and upper class babies that are being killed. It's people who would have been productive in society that are being killed. They would have had jobs. They would have bought homes. They would have bought washers and dryers and TVs and computers and cars and tires and, and houses and lawnmowers and, and silverware and light bulbs. And all of those consumers were done away with. And what do we have today? You reap what you sow. We live in a country and in a society where the government has to make up money because there aren't people out producing anything, which leads to AI and the elimination of humans all along, which, by the way, was the goal of the Luciferians from the very beginning. It's amazing. It's amazing. Roger, your hand's still up. I don't know if you want to come in or not. I'm, I'm just ranting this morning. I'm just ranting this morning. Put JP at about 1.5. You can hear him at 1.5. This guy, this guy knows how to nail it, man. Maybe make you laugh here a little bit. I've been so intense. Go ahead, Jerry. At GoFundMe, we're the world's number one most trusted fundraising platform, which is easily provable because we wrote it on our website. With us, you can easily set up a campaign or contribute to a cause that speaks to your heart so you can assist someone who's in desperate need of help. We make it easy. You just simply set up a campaign for your cause, make a donation, share it with all your friends to get them to contribute, and then once all the donations are in, we'll decide if we want to give the money to your cause or not. Your money, our choice. All of our competitors, unfortunately, have deceptive business practices where they just automatically deliver your money to the cause you donated to, but not us. We think you deserve better than that. If we'd rather not give your money to your cause, then we're going to be honest with you about that after you've given us your money. And besides, people love surprises. You can only imagine the customer satisfaction when they learn we gave their money to someone else. It's like getting in an Uber and the driver takes you to where he wants to go. Nobody wants to go to their own destinations anymore. It's too old-fashioned. Accordingly, here at GoFundMe, we've taken on a little heat recently, uh, very unfairly with regard to the Canadian truckers, because we decided to redirect $9 million from them to, well... Not them. And some people started spreading misinformation saying we've stolen $9 million. It's like, well, first off, it's a little closer to 10 than 9. But stealing itself, that's just a social construct invented by the alt-right. We didn't steal $9 million. We took $9 million. It's like, you might want to send a gift through the mail to a friend. Now, the mailman might decide, instead of delivering the gift to your friend, he might want to give it to one of his friends. That's his prerogative. And that's all we're doing. Except if a mailman were to do that, it'd be a felony. But with us at GoFundMe, it's completely different because we're doing it with $9 million. After $9 million in donations came in to support the Canadian truckers who are taking a stand for freedom against the mandates, we realize that the truckers who are acting out of peace, kindness, and a love for freedom are really acting out of misogyny, violence, and a love of racism. And we felt we had to do something about it to save Canada. National security is really the job of three organizations, the CIA, FBI, and GoFundMe. All the other competitors in our category are dedicated to being stewards of your hard-earned money, promising to get it to the person, charity, or cause of your choice. But at GoFundMe, we're dedicated to deciding which causes deserve money. My one wish is that the Make-A-Wish Foundation would stop giving all that money to children. Once we decided that hundreds of thousands of people don't really want to support the Canadian truckers, we announced that if you don't proactively reach out to get a refund, then we're just going to redirect all your money to a verified charity of our choice. And you can rest assured, our top verified charities are ones like BLM, the DNC, and research that goes to solving the infertility problem that a small percentage of men suffer from that keeps them from getting pregnant. But we had to abort that plan. We, for some reason, got a ton of backlash from the public on this. People being selfish with the money that we've taken from them and trying to give it to someone else? Some people just don't want to give. So instead, we have to refund everybody's money to them. Just think of all the men who aren't going to get pregnant now. All we're trying to do is build goodwill with Canada by trying to save Canada from the people that are trying to save Canada. We had no choice. We couldn't give the money to the truckers. We actually had to do it based on the new terms that we've just made up. Because you see, the truckers aren't protesting anymore. They're occupying Ottawa. In a GoFundMe law enforcement division, we're not going to stand for that. As a company, we can't support any movement that is occupying an area. We did fundraise for the Antifa-occupied CHOP zone in Seattle last year, but they were really violent. So it was much more of a peaceful Occupy movement. I mean, we don't like to brag, but... Yes, we are trailblazers in the online fundraising space, but our hope is that other industries will start to follow our example. I mean, could you imagine airlines that don't fly their passengers to where they're trying to go? Or a contractor, you hire them to remodel your kitchen, and then they decide they don't want your kitchen remodeled after you've paid them. People love control. That's why we try to give people the opportunity to have more control enacted on them. By us. GoFundMe isn't just about using customers to serve our agenda. We try to give back. Every year, we allocate a certain percentage of our profits to fight climate change, world hunger, and free speech. Now, a lot of Russian misinformation has come out recently about how people can use Bitcoin as a decentralized way of supporting their causes directly. But the problem with that is it cuts out the centralized middleman like us. So if you use Bitcoin, the problem is you don't have anyone controlling your money and actions. 
aside from yourself. At GoFundMe, we take it upon ourselves to protect the world from freedom. Next time you want to raise money for a cause, look no further than GoFundMe. You decide the cause, you raise all the donations, and then we'll decide if we want to give the money to your cause or not. Hey there, my friend. That's it. Silver, come on in. Sorry, I'm on a different microphone. Uh, (laughs) Okay, but there you um, go. According to Morgan Stanley, you know, that big financial firm. Yep. Raising a child (laughs) in 2014 report by USDA, the estimated average cost of raising a child to the age of 18 is a staggering Two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. Multiply that by sixty million, seventy million. You know, adjust for inflation a little bit, that kind of thing. You know, and you're talking a lot of money, several trillion dollars. Joe, it's it's amazing, isn't it, folks? Do you understand what our economy should be? Have we not murdered seventy million babies? Can you imagine? The consumerism that we would have to, that we, how many cars we would be selling, <laughs> huh? TVs, come on, computers, our economy be booming. Why is our economy not booming? Because we've killed 60 million babies. Got something else I got to show you. Just kind of cleaning things up here a little bit. Spencer, pull up uh, uh, one, two, third thing down, Reuters. Why, look what Reuters found out. Lo and behold. The exclusive, the FBI finds scant evidence that the U.S. Capitol attack was coordinated. (laughs) Really? You mean all that stuff that they've been telling us? uh, The FBI comes out, does an investigation, and says, really was just mom and pop Americans showing up, and there really was no coordination to anything that's going on. I'm not going to read this whole thing to you, folks. Remember this. The enemy, the devil is the father of lies. He is incapable of telling the truth. If he tells the truth, it's a lie. (laughs) If he tells the truth, he's twisted it some way. He's incapable of telling the truth. So all you have to do is look out there and ask yourself this, who's in control? And look at one thing, what's the truth? Why is it one side is working so hard to block the truth and the other side and then figured out the truth. It's crazy. Larry, come on in. Yeah, that uh, GoFundMe thing was 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 so sadly true and and really funny too. But it's not a new story. Back in the early 1950s, my uncle was the general manager of the <clears throat> largest power plant in the state of Texas back at that time before they had nuclear plants and all that and everything. And they had a whole housing community where plant workers lived in plant housing. And one of those houses burned down. And the family in that house lost everything they had. The rest of the families in the community there gathered money and collected it together and gave it to the Red Cross to give to that family because they didn't want to step on that family's pride or receiving, you know, receiving money and stuff. And the Red Cross promised they wouldn't tell them where the money came from, but they did anyway. And a couple of weeks after the money was transferred to the family that the house had burned, every person in that community got a thank you note from that family thanking them for the $600 that they had received from the Red Cross. And the people that gave the money, they went to the Red Cross and says, what happened to the $2,000 we gave you to give to them? And the Red Cross says, well, you give the Red Cross money, we decide where it goes. There you go. There you go. Oh, boy, boy. Hey, five biggest lies. I, listen, I know I'm all over the place today, okay? I'm heading, let, let me let me, let me me finish this up good here, this one, okay? Okay, folks, look. The five biggest COVID lies. Huh? Folks, he's the author of lies. The devil is the author of lies. Scroll on down. We're going to run through this very, very quickly. Your U.S. come February 8th, 2022. That'd be yesterday, right? Huh? Here are the five biggest lies. Go back up a little bit, Spencer. Number one. Here they go. You ready? Number one. I'm sorry, Spencer. You were there. You did the right thing. Number one, 15 days to stop the spread. You guys remember that, don't you? Remember that? 
The first thing that many people remember about the worst global health crisis since 1918 was when they told us 15 days to stop the spread. That was the science, by the way. Second lie, biggest two, number two, masks aren't necessary. Fauci's next lie closely followed his first untruth. He sat down for an interview on 60 Minutes. Fauci was asked about the effectiveness of wearing a mask. Should Americans be wearing masks to protect themselves? And he answered, right now, the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. Lie number three, vaccine mandates. On the presidential campaign trail, Joe Biden was asked whether federal mandate for a COVID vaccine should be a policy. He said, no. Well, he said he would do everything in my power to encourage everyone to get a vaccine. He insisted, no mandates. But he lied within months of stealing his way into the White House. We know what happened, right? Number four, the virus evolved naturally. Five lies, he told us. Remember, he's the father of lies. He's the father of lies. Who's telling us the lies? I hate to tell you this. The government's telling you this. They told us the virus evolved naturally. I'm not even going to go down through this, folks. We know it didn't evolve naturally. We know that it came out of a lab in Wuhan. We know it was a bioweapon, right? Number five, children should not be in school. The final lie may be the one of the most expensive Extensive consequences. Government bureaucrats insisted that kids must be forced to remote learning to stop the spreading of virus. Schools' doors were slammed shut and kids had to stay home. And then these were applied virtually all across America. The consequences have produced a lost generation. It will take years, even decades, for these children to recover. Many never will. This was an unnecessary policy that was pushed by the corrupt liberal teachers' union. The teachers got paid for not having to work. Said, oh, yes, they did. They had to do those Zooms. And, oh, yeah. Amen, huh? coach. Yeah, you're dumber than you look if you believe that. Okay, cool. Say, coach, where are you going with this? Go ahead, Craig. I'm going to get to where I'm heading now. Go ahead, Craig. Come on in. Uh, Luke eight sixteen. No one, when he has a light, light, uh, a light of a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed. Amen. Hidden that will not be known and come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has, to him more will be given. And whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Do I want to dive into this today? No, I don't have time. Let me do one more thing. It's going to make all of you mad. No, it's not going to make you all mad. It won't make you mad. But it's going to bring us back to a question that I asked quite some time ago. Pull up uh, Whoopi. Pull up Whoopi. Spencer. I haven't said much about Whoopi Goldberg. Don't care about her. But you know why she's in trouble? Anybody know why she's in trouble? Because she asked the same question that we asked on Coach Dave. If I Google searched it, I could probably find it. She asked a very simple question or made a, or made a very simple question, simple solution. She said, Jews are a religion not a race. That's what, that's what, folks, you go read Whoopi's statement. That's what she said. Jews are a religion. They are not a race. And boy, did all hell come down on Whoopi Goldberg. So it comes back to the question that I asked months and months and months ago. Are Jews a religion or are they a race? Which are they? Now, you've all seen the Whoopi Goldberg thing. Go ahead and play it a minute and listen if that is not what she is asking. I'm not defending Whoopi, God forbid. But is that not the question that she's asking? Go ahead. Play that. Well, also, if you're going to do this, then let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about race. It's, 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 no, it's, it's about a, a different it, race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. 
That's what it's about. But it's about white supremacy. It's well, about but going it's not, after it's not about and, ideal and race. It's it's not but these are two Romans. white groups of people. Well, they have to black but people see them as white. Men. And they but you're missing the point. You're yeah. missing the point. Yeah. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, Ita- everybody eats each other. So is it, if you're uncomfortable, if you hear about mouse, should you be worried? Should, should your child say, oh my God, I, I, I wonder if that's me? No, that's not what they're going to say. They're going to say, I don't want to be like that. Well, hopefully. I well, don't be cool. You can stop right there. Okay, you get the point, right? She's asking, she's saying white people are Jews or Jews are white people. Look, I'm, I'm not here to make that argument again. I'm here merely to lay that on the table again. Is Are the Jews a race or a religion? I think that's all Whoopi's saying. Come on in, Chad. Well, it's one of the things that kind of hit me was that it's kind of similar to Islam. Is Islam a religion or a political uh, Mm. aspect? And it's both. That's what they would argue. Because they could argue that this one this way with someone else and argue this way with someone else so that they have leverage either way that they can be able to manipulate the conversation. So you notice that, that Whoopi didn't come out and take that head on. She didn't say Jews are a religion. She didn't go there, did she? She said if they're not a race because she's thinking black, yellow. She's thinking that. And then she says, well, boy, I can't mention religion, so I'm going to talk about the way we treat each other, men's inhumanity to men. She sidestepped the real question that she was asking. Is Judaism a race or a religion? Roger. Well, when, when Hitler was exterminating the Jews, why was he exterminating the Jews? My understanding was it was not because of religious things, because they were all pagans and devil worshipers. It was because of the race of the Jewish um, person that was always been my understanding. So it was about race when he was exterminating them, was it not? Well, but is that the question? Or was here's what Whoopi made this made this argument. I don't know if you heard it. She said, "Somebody help me here. Jews are white, aren't they? Well, aren't people in Israel considered white?" Anybody help me? I'm not being ignorant on purpose. I'm well, asking. I mean, I would ask Roger, "What is what race is the Jews?" Well, they're not white. I mean that's this. It you don't. It doesn't matter. Well, that's but for, but for the argument, but for the discussion, it does because today, we're, I mean, we're talking now that they are not a, a a race of people, but they are a religion. But I don't. I think Hitler exterminated them because of the Jewish race, their Jewish blood. Well, I would agree Jewish with it, Roger. I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. But that's not what we'll be saying. See, yeah. that, that's, not, that's not what she's saying. They've put words in her mouth. Yeah, I, at, least, at least in Hitler's mind, he, the whole thing was based around his being convinced that he was a member of the, quote, master race. Yes, there you go. Good, good one, good one. Oh, man, I got some. Uh, Rochelle, jump in here. Quickly. Thank you. Good morning, team. I was just uh, have a comment. Basically, um, you can't you're not allowed to take your eyes off the Jews when it comes to World War Two, because it has to be about them. And if you look, look at all the people who were not Jewish who died. Hitler yes. killed anybody who um, disagreed. He killed a lot of white people. He, he killed a lot of white he Russians, killed Polish people. He killed yep. Irish people. He killed gypsies. Yep. He killed homophobes, homo. Uh, Sexuals, I mean. <laughs> and man, Mark, Mark quickly. Yes, ma'am. Mark Trump, going in quickly. I was just noticing that it doesn't matter whether Whoopi brings it up or you bring it up, Coach. The devil has all these topics. Yes, he and does. Anytime you bring one of the devil's <laughs> topics up, it's it's a division. It's division. Anytime this is brought mm-hmm. up, it's division. The people who are biting their tongues because they don't want to speak. It's division, and that's why I stay away from it. I belong to Jesus. I don't care what race, color, creed I am. I belong to Amen. Jesus. I don't need to hold on to any other blood. His <laughs> is the blood I hold on to. Amen. <laughs> Jerry, quickly. Amen. I was going to be a little, 
I'll give you a little bit of division. From my understanding, the Jews were all those that opposed him. It wasn't a race. It wasn't a religion. It was everyone and anyone who opposed Hitler. And he killed them purposefully to get them out of the way. They just considered Jews, and it's a history that we've been told that we're not really sure is true when it comes to all the details. Just so. Oh, man. Uh, trust but verify, Ronald Reagan. I still didn't get where I wanted to get. I'm going to try to get there tomorrow. Hope to see some of you tonight. I hope to have Dr. Paul Goslin live with us on the show tomorrow. Uh, man, we're winning, baby. We are winning. We'll see you tomorrow.